Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. You can be seated tonight. Wonderful. How great was worship tonight? So good. Man, I love that song, Who You Say I Am. And uh, I just love what, what God has been doing in our lives. And it's been a great Father's Day today. Shout out to all the dads as well. Uh, happy Father's Day from myself. And I uh, hope you've had a great day. You've enjoyed it. We had two great services this morning. Uh, God did some great things. And, uh, you know, I absolutely love being a father. I, I consider it a great honor to be a dad uh, to my three children. Uh, but also, I just, I think it, I count it a joy. Uh, to just be a father to our kids. And, but I, I see it as a great role and responsibility that God's given me to be able to help raise these children to become the people of God that they're called to be. You know, Father's Day is such a great day because you kind of, you know, on Sundays, you, we, as a pastor, I get up, our family's up very, very early in the morning, uh, you know, and uh, we can only like spend about 10 minutes quickly to just get presents done and all that stuff. And I uh, know uh, the kids just, when you, you'll know this, when you do have children, if if you don't already, uh, when the kids are little, they make you a lot of stuff, okay? They write you cards and they, they, they make all sorts of cool stuff. And so, man, I literally now have a pile this high on my bedside table of cards and things that they've made and all sorts of stuff. And it's just so cool. But I know this morning, after opening a whole bunch of these things, which I love, uh, Josiah, my 10-year-old, he comes up and he goes, Dad, this is the best one. This, this is a good one. You know, because he, he's of that age now. He's kind of like, I didn't make, this, is, this isn't made, Dad. This is, this, we bought this thing. This is cool, you know. And, and, I, and I open it up, and, it, and it's, they, we just got them a Nintendo Switch uh, about 10 days ago. And I open it up, and it's NBA 2K21. And it's like, oh, this is, yeah, yeah, let's just give that a clap right now. That was worth a clap. And, uh, and I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you so much, boys. That is awesome. And just so I was like, yeah, Dad, I'm, I'm so glad we got that for you. For you. Yeah, Dad, can I play it? And so he's like, he goes and sets it up straight away. And, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking, son, I, I think you kind of bought that for you and not for me, you know, because uh, I haven't played it yet, but they've played it many times today already. Yeah, but that's cool. That's cool. I don't mind sharing that with my boys, which is cool. Awesome. But, you know, we're going to dive into a a message tonight uh, that really is about the fact that, you know, on Father's Day, uh, I understand that some of us may have had uh, an experience of a natural dad or a stepdad or a foster dad in our lives uh, that has been good. It's been a good experience, a great example of a father. But I recognize as well that maybe some of us tonight haven't had a great experience didn't get a great experience of a father and a father figure in your life. And uh, I want you to know this tonight, whether your experience has been good or bad, I want you to know this, that God is a great father. He is a great father. He can be trusted. We can rely on him. The great thing about God the Father, He doesn't reject us. He doesn't abandon us. He accepts us. There is just something awesome and divine and amazing about God being our Father. And before I dive into this amazing quote, I just want to honor James and Sinead for getting married two weeks ago. It's their first Sunday back. So good. Well done, Ellens. 
You're married. Yeah, awesome. So cool, guys. I want to congratulate you for that. It's brilliant. But you know, God as a father is incredible. And I, I love this from William Wordsworth. He said this, Father, to God himself, we cannot give a holier name. We cannot give a holier name. See, calling God Father is one of the most divine things that we can know of who He is. God, there's so much about God that is discoverable. But one of the beautiful, amazing things that is discoverable about God is that He is a Father. And He's the ultimate Father. He's not just a Father. He's the best Father. He's the one that we can set the model off of what a Father should be like. Is God the Father. And you know, I love that tonight, I just want to dive into uh, just a couple of key things. The song we sang tonight, Who You Say I Am from Hillsong. And there's some great statements that are made in the bridge of that song that I believe are very scriptural and can speak into our lives and speak to us about what the Father sees about us, what He says about us, and what He calls us to as His children. I want you to know tonight, when you have accepted Jesus, you are a child of God. You are a child of the living God. You become a part of His family. And this is so powerful about what these statements say because they're biblical and they speak into our lives. And God wants us to know this tonight. Even if you haven't had a great example of a natural father, God wants you to know this about what He says about you. What He speaks about you as His child. And the first key tonight is that we are chosen, not forsaken. We're chosen by God. We're not forsaken. 1 John 3, 1 says, See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. That's what we are. We are His kids. He calls us His kids. It's the most beautiful thing. I love that being chosen by God is not like the kid at school on the, on, the, on the football field getting picked last at the end. All right? It's not like this. It's not like, you know, I will have Johnny and Freddie and, 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 and Sally. And, and, you know, there's always that, that one kid at the end that gets picked. And it's like, you know, they get picked and they're like, oh, man, you didn't pick me. You're stuck with me. You know, and, and it, we've all felt that at some point in our lives. But I want to tell you, it's not like that with God. It's not like, oh, well, we might as well take you as well. You're hanging around. That's not what it's about. God chose you. God loves you for who you are. You are chosen. I mean, picked out, chosen, and not forsaken. And that's the beauty of the God we serve and trust is that it's not based on us or our merits. I want you to know tonight that sometimes people struggle with a very, very poor theology around God's acceptance of us. And they think, well, when I'm being good, then God accepts me as His child. When I'm good, then I'm accepted as His child. But when I'm bad... When I've done the wrong thing, when I've messed up and made mistakes or sinned, oh, then oh, I don't know if he's accepting me as his child. That's a very, very bad theology. Now, the devil, he would love you to keep believing that. He would love you to keep believing that lie about God. Is that when I'm, when I'm good, then God loves me and accepts me. When I'm bad, oh, he doesn't accept me. Doesn't accept me. That's not the truth about God. Because our acceptance of God is not based 
on our merits. It's actually based on Jesus' merits, on what He has done for us. That the Son came, the Son of God came. He died for our sin and our enslavement to sin. He died at the cross and He rose from the dead to defeat sin and death and it's bondage over our lives so that we could be free. That is what Jesus has done for us. I love this scripture. It's powerful. It says in John 1, 10 to 13, He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to His own people and even they rejected Him. But to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. This is about being reborn, born into His kingdom, born into His family. It's not just a, a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing that God does for us. He adopts us as His own children. We are sons and daughters of God because of what Jesus has done for us. It's like, it's like Jesus was the, the best older brother that paid the price for every other child to come and experience everything that the Father has. Now we call Him King. We call Him Lord of all. He is our God and lifted up on high forever and ever and ever. What Jesus has done is eternal. And what it says to you and I is that He's broken and made a way for us to all become sons and daughters of God. That's what He's done for us. It's like the greatest thing and the greatest sacrifice that's ever been made for humanity. And I want to say this tonight, is that if God accepts us as His children, what is stopping you from accepting God as your Father? What's holding you back in your life from accepting God as your Father. Maybe you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, but is there a struggle in your life from accepting God as your Father? Now, I understand that there are experiences that happen in life. There's hurts, there's pains, there's all sorts of things that can happen in in family life. Not everyone has a great family upbringing. And sometimes there can be dads that hurt children, say the wrong things, do the wrong things. There can be hurtful situations that have happened in people's lives. And that sometimes can leave a scar and a pain inside of your heart that says, God, I love you, I accept Jesus, but oh man, I don't know what I've seen about fathers. I'm not sure if I can see you that way, God, yet. Sometimes there can be blockages. Sometimes there can be things that can stop us from accepting the fact that I am chosen. And because I'm chosen, God, I choose you. I choose you to be my father. See, God desires to be our father. He wants to be. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to call us closer to himself. That's the heart of God. That's why he made us. He made us because his love was so abounding, so amazing, so flourishing and thriving that it wasn't just about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He wanted to create more because His love can stretch so far beyond than anything we could ever imagine. And sometimes we think, oh God, your love is conditional, but it is unconditional. Now, I am a natural father. I've just got three kids 
And I know that sometimes their behavior is not good. And I may not be pleased with them in the moments where they've made mistakes and they've done the wrong thing or punched their brother in the arm or something like that. It's like, come on, man, don't do that. You know, there can be moments where I'm not super pleased with their behavior, but nothing changes the love that I feel for them. And even as a natural father, and there are a lot of natural dads out there and mums as well, where their kids have done things that have shocked them to the core, but it hasn't changed the love that they feel for them. Hasn't changed the love in their heart for them, even though they may not be pleased, hasn't changed that love. Now that is us, just human beings. How much more is God's love unconditional? Unconditional toward you. I mean, just think about there's nothing you can do or say or have done that can separate you from the love of the Father. Nothing. His love says, I've done it all for you. I sent my son to die in your stead for you so that you could come and be a part of my family. You are accepted. You are chosen. You are not forsaken. You can trust me as your father. I want to encourage you tonight. Let God be your dad. Psalm 910 says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. He doesn't forsake us. He doesn't abandon us. He doesn't reject us. If we come to Him and our heart is open, He receives us. That's the Father heart of God. And I want to say tonight, regardless of the experience that you may have had from a natural dad or an experience in family that may have hurt and scarred your heart, I want to let you know tonight, don't let that stop you from accepting God as your Father the ultimate father for your life. There's more to this, and he does more for our lives as well. The second part of the song is this. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I love that the father has a lot of good to say about you. He's got a lot of good to say about you. He speaks good things about you. He loves you. He loves you. Sometimes, and actually all the time, the devil would love you to stay in a place where you just don't listen or hear or even take the time to hear what God is trying to say about you. He'd love you to stay in a place where you're bound and not accepting the Father for who He is and His real love and His life that He pours out and gives to you. The devil would love for people to just remain bound and not free. He'd love that. We can accept Jesus, but still hang on to the past. Still hang on to the hurt. Still hang on to the things that have happened in our lives. But I want to tell you tonight, the devil would love you to stay there. But God says you are free. That's what Jesus says about you. I love in John 8, 34 to 36, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you truly are free. See, Jesus has set us free. And when we have accepted Jesus into our lives, we automatically receive the justification for our sins. Because of what He has done, He bore the sins. And we are automatically, we're set free from its bondage over our lives. So the bonds of sin, all that, that hold us down and, 
and, and, and try and keep us bound where the enemy tries to keep a person held in that place of bondage. Jesus said, no, you're not bound anymore. You're free. I've already set you free. I've already liberated you from your past and the hurts of your past and all the things that may have gone on, maybe from decisions that you made and maybe some mistakes that have been made in your own life or maybe from others that have done things to you that hurt your life. Jesus says, I have set you free already. When you accept me, you receive my freedom, my freedom. And that freedom is powerful, it's spiritual, it's eternal, and it's very, very real. And see, what we need to do as children of God is we've got to take the steps along the journey with the Holy Spirit and say, God, help me to believe it. Help me to believe the truth of what you say about me. If I am who you say I am, then I've got to stop believing the lies the devil's trying to speak to me. I've got to start believing the truth that I'm free. That I, all the temptations that keep pulling me back to sin, that God, there is a truth that says that I can be free of that temptation. I can be free of those bondages because he who the Son sets free is truly free indeed. See, God doesn't just set us free. He sets us free and fills us with His Holy Spirit, which empowers us to be free. Empowers us to live a life of freedom, of hope, of future. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It's it's the best life that you can live. I mean, when you truly understand all that God has done for us, you're like, man, why wouldn't I not be a Christian? Why would I want to stay back from this? I I want this. I want what is offered. Because it's true freedom. It's not not just freedom that you see with your eyes. It's internal freedom. It's freedom of the soul, the mind, the inner person to be truly liberated in ourselves. And that freedom overflows into every part of our lives. He who the sun sets free is, what's the word? Truly, truly, deeply set free. I love these things about the promises of the Father as the creative team come tonight. This is what the Father says. There's three things I want to say. The Father says you are, and I've said it already. Number one, you are free. That's what He says. Don't believe the lies where the devil says you're bound still. Jesus says you're free. When you accepted me as your Savior and your Lord, you accepted the freedom. The bonds were broken spiritually in that moment and you are free. What he says to you, if you're free, then walk in it. Walk in that victory. Walk in that freedom. Walk in what has been won for you with so great and higher price from the Son of God. If it's been won for you already, then one of the greatest honors that we give to Jesus is to choose to walk in it. It's actually a great act of worship that I choose to believe what you've done for me. If I'm free, then I'm truly free indeed. The second thing that He does for us is the Father says you are healed and you are made whole. You're healed and you are whole. Isaiah 53.5 says, But He, Jesus, was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. What the Father says is that Jesus took the punishment, the pain, the hurt. He took it all on Himself 
so that you could experience the healing that comes through that, the wholeness. Sometimes that healing and wholeness can happen in a moment and an instant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it takes time. I'm not saying that God's going to do it one way or the other for your life. But I am saying that He can. And if you let Him, He will. Is that you can be healed from your past. You can be healed and made whole. So what was broken maybe by sin or someone else's sin toward you, God says, I will get that and I will mend that and make it new. I'll make you new from the inside out. That's what I can do for you. It's a promise. Father says, I can heal you and I can make you whole through what Jesus has done for you. And the third thing is the Father says that you have a great future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How amazing is that? Just think about it. Just think about what that scripture is, because I know it's a really famous scripture. But think about that for the moment, that whenever God thinks about you, He never thinks anything evil about you. Never. He's always thinking thoughts of peace and not of evil. He's seeing the best in you. He's seeing the best in your life. He knows what sin has done. He knows how it messes us up. He knows how it hurts and breaks and and tries to bind. But He knows what Jesus has done. And now through His Son, Jesus, He no longer sees us and our enslavement to sin. But through Jesus, He sees life. He sees future. He sees peace. He thinks great thoughts toward us. What an amazing Father. Why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want what He offers? Why would you hold your heart back from that if you ever did? Because all of that is free. It's all for all of us. These three things. He sets us free from our past. He heals us from our past and makes us whole from our past. And He speaks great things into our future. What an amazing God. He says, I've got a destiny for you. I got a purpose for your life. The devil wants you to be bound and held up and fearful and broken so that you can be ineffective for God. That's how he wants you. But but God says, Hey, I've already sent my son to make you free indeed. So therefore, through my son, you are victorious and you can stand up and you can do the things that God has called you to do. Your giftedness can be seen. Because your gifts are given to you to show who God is. That's what your gifts are for. To show who God is. God says free. He who the sun sets free is truly free indeed. 